Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. Uh, it's been a week, but we have returned. The draft has arrived and gone. It's past us now, and uh, with it there's been some quite interesting occurrences, which I guess we'll, we'll take some time today to talk through and see what we think. And I'm joined as ever by my stalwart co-host, Mr. Jack Dixon. How are you, Jack? I'm very good, yeah. Uh, the draft was very exciting. Um, some interesting picks... All which are going to have massive implications in fantasy and our own dynasty league, so I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, I mean, we we had an idea who was going into the draft, but you obviously never know where people are going to end up unless your name's Trevor Lawrence. Um, so it, yeah. was, <laughs> it was an interesting one to watch and, and to see where people ended up. And I guess we'll explore, as, as you say, how that impacts us in Dynasty, as, as our rankings might have changed slightly, uh, given given where people have, have wound up. So I guess without further ado, we'll dive into round one, which we'll explore in some detail. So we'll just be focusing on the fantasy-relevant players, maybe with a couple of special mentions if we, if we decide that that is uh, good to explore. But we'll start off with the first overall pick in the 2021 draft which is Trevor Lawrence who was chosen by the Jags so nobody's surprised Jack <laughs> I guess you and I are no not, not at all this this is probably the only surefire thing that went down in the entire draft really but yeah we've we've got confirmation now that Trevor Lawrence is the new Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, we all know knew it was going to happen. He was the first quarterback off the board. The Jags really needed him. I also think he should be the first player selected in our dynasty draft, if uh, Sam has any sense. Um, I don't think the Jaguars are going to shoot immediately into relevance. I'm not expecting them, looking at their schedule, to win more than six games, but I think they will be much more exciting to watch. Um, and I do think he's got some exciting weapons with Robinson, his teammate at Clemson, Etienne, joining them as well, which we'll discuss later. And then DJ Chark and Chenault at wide receiver. So I think it's good pick. And I think he's going to be, well, I think he's going to have a fantastic career, just not maybe straight away. Yeah, that's a good point because I guess he is walking into, well, the losing team from last year. The, the Jaguars lost a lot of their firepower <laughs> over the year. Yeah. Some significant names lost for net to name, but one. Yet they 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 still they still found talent in unlikely sources last year, and despite the fact they they didn't win <laughs> very much at all, they, they, you know they were they were still somewhat fancy relevant as a team. They had players there that you would want to have on your fancy team. I believe you, Jack, had one of them. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's. It, Trevor is walking into a bit of a strange situation there, but but it's a rebuilding team. Um, as you say, they've they've got Etienne as well, so it's it's a good two picks in the first round there, which is going to help create a foundation. I guess if Trevor Lawrence is the the messiah that he's heralded to be, then the Jags will want to build a team around him, and you have to start from the bottom before you get to the top. So it will be interesting to watch them grow over the next few years. I agree with you completely. I don't think the first year is going to be his best by any stretch of the imagination, but it will give us a good indication as to what his career trajectory is going to be at the very least. Yeah, completely agree. I think, you know, is he going to be a top 15 fantasy quarterback this year? Probably not, but will he sort of bring the Jaguars to some form of relevance over the next three years? I certainly think he will. I don't think their division is particularly brilliant, 
I think if they keep building in drafts and hopefully maybe in free agency down the line, I think they could see themselves maybe back in the in the playoff mix down the road. Yeah, definitely. Uh, question for you though. So we're saying here that his first year as a fancy relevant player isn't going to be too astounding. At what point do you give up? You know, he's he is walking into a a rebuilding team and, and rebuilding doesn't always work. How long do you pin your hopes on him? Do, you know, do you want him to have had a good year in the next three years, in the next five? Is it worth holding on to him that long or is it worth trading him because of the prospect of him being that good? What would you do if you had him? I think if I had him, I would certainly uh, be giving him at least, you know, four years to try and build in. I think based on watching him in college, he's definitely... He's definitely going to become that player. I don't think there's any danger of him um, being a bust or anything like that. Um, I can't see that in his future. Um, I think he will have a fantastic first year if you look at it from a rookie perspective. But I just don't think he'll be he'll be fancy relevant till a few years down the line. But I, ex- I expect him to be a top 10 quarterback, certainly within the first five years, I reckon. Well, time will tell, I guess. But yeah, so that was that was Trevor Lawrence. I don't know that there's much more we can say on on Trevor. Um, we've we've covered it pretty widely there. And as as Jack says, I think Sam's probably going to end up taking him in our dynasty yeah, draft. He'd be a full not to. Pick. Yeah, definitely. So number two, the New York Jets selected Zach Wilson. Yeah, they yeah they did. I think, and as we discussed with Lawrence, this he, he's not walking into the best of situations. They did they did sign a few good players in the draft that I sort of kept my eye on. Um, but I think the Jets were dreadful last year. They haven't improved really too much through the draft. I don't rate Wilson very highly anyway. He wasn't in my top three last week, um, and he still isn't now, given that he's gone to the gone to the Jets. I'm not saying he is going to fail, but I think if any of the first five quarterbacks off the board were to be a bust, Wilson has has it written all over him, in my opinion. I'm not sure what you think. Yeah, again, I guess time will tell. I I probably have, as you said, I've got more faith in Trevor Lawrence having a better year with the Jags than Zach Wilson's going to have with the Jets. Unfortunately, I think that there is a lot of there's a lot of stereotyping about the Jets and and how how bad they are. Um, but that has to have come from somewhere. Hopefully, he's the the one to break them out of that rut, and maybe maybe he will have a very good year, and he'll be just what they needed. But Sam Darnold was, you know, he had potential, and nothing really came of it because the Jets didn't didn't look after him enough. Uh, what's to say they're not going to do that with Zach Wilson? It's it's a tricky situation. If it pays off, he'll be, you know, he'll be, he'll be in a very well-known franchise that a lot of people love. But, <laughs> you know, he's he's going to struggle uh, if if he can't be an exceptional player. So they they're relying on him, and it's yeah. an awful lot of pressure as well. I guess it's a lot of pressure for Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, being the two quarterbacks taken first, and going into a situation where the franchise is relying upon them to be the best they can possibly be. Will that pressure get to him? You know, the NFL is a completely different stage to college football. It's it's a yeah. huge transition, and there are a lot of factors to consider. So, would I choose Zach Wilson if I had the second pick in our draft? Probably not. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I I wouldn't be taking him 
Um, with even, I don't think even with the top five picks, I, I'm picking up five. If he is still there, I will be. I won't be picking him. I can tell you that much. I think, like you said, with Sam Darnold, um, Darnold had so much potential. A lot of it was wasted. We'll see how that pans out in Carolina. But I, I I'm expecting a rough first season for Wilson. Um, not that he can't do it. He had a fantastic season last season, um, and he's very good with his legs as well. But I just think the Jets' situation as a whole will prove too much, especially in year one for him. Yeah, I I hope you're wrong, but y- you might possibly be right. Time will tell. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who drafts him and where he Very interesting. Up, uh, within our own dynasty league, but with a bit of luck, he'll have a good year, or at least a good rookie year, and Jets can double down on not making the same mistakes they did with, with Sam Darnold. With Darnold, yep. So next up, another quarterback, third in a row. Trey Lance goes to the 49ers. Yeah, I think this one this one I'm a lot I am a lot higher about. Lance obviously was uh, third on my list and I believe third on yours as well. I think he's got a much higher ceiling than Wilson does and I think he is in a better situation as well. Some people think he will um obviously not be starting first week, um, but some people are touting him to be maybe starting by the end of the season. If not, he learns for a year and then hopefully comes back even stronger next season. So again, probably won't be fantasy relevant this season. Um, but in terms of a dynasty pickup, I I'm expecting him to go in our in our top five certainly. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely a good one for the back pocket. If he can if he can spend that time getting used to uh, the new stage, you know, growing in the background until the point at which he's called upon to take over front and center. I think yeah, as long as you're willing to give him the time. He's probably going to come out and and pick something quite special, and I I definitely would be picking him over Wilson for sure. And the Forty Nine ers yeah. they seem to be bringing it around a little bit recently. They you know they had a Super Bowl appearance not long ago. They've got some good young rookie talent coming in. I think with with time, I think they're going to be pretty dominant. And I think that that Trey Lance leading that charge would you know it would look good on him for sure. So I've got high hopes for him um it would be good for him to to grow into that position but as you say he's not going to be fantasy relevant right out of the gate he is going to be somebody you have to invest a you know a bench spot in and you're going to have to be content with him not being you know a point generator for some time i think yet yeah. so he is he is definitely somebody to uh, to kind of keep hold of and and just look after for the time being and until the time comes around that he he gets his shot yeah agreed so next up we have Kyle Pitts, who I think we both love. Um, he's, he's, incre- he's incredible. He really is. Um, and he's gone to the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, which interesting choice for them. I don't know whether they needed to draft a tight end that early, but it's Kyle Pitts, which you know is probably why they went for it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they were thinking. Sitting there at four, well and truly the best player on the board when they were drafting at four, I think... He's, he's obviously he's a fantastic tight end, by far the best prospect in the class. They haven't had a good or, or a number one tight end, I don't think, for, for some time. And I think with Matt Ryan, I'm hopefully having an upwards year this year. And perhaps even with obviously the t- t- talks of Julio Jones being traded, I think Pitts is going to see a lot of targets this season. I've actually got him down to win rookie of the year or offensive rookie of the year over uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he's going to have a fantastic year and be a pro bowler right out the gate. Yeah, well, that's a good summary. That's how good he is. 
yeah, I mean, he is, he is something different. Everyone is lauding him as a generational talent, so he is he is somebody that I think if, if you're drafting a tight end that high, that early, then you, you need to get some mileage out of them pretty soon. So, yeah, I agree. I think as long as he gets his targets, he has to obviously defeat the, any competition, but I think he'll probably do that quite easily. I'm just trying to recall who is the tight end currently for the Atlanta Falcons that he will be trying to uh, trying to beat for the number ones. I believe Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is still yeah. is still their number one, and I don't see that being. Having seen Pitts play, I don't see that being much of a fight. If that is a if they've got a fight out in camp for the number one spot, I think Pitts is going to comfortably win that battle. And I think well, to to back that up, Hurst uh, will be a free agent after this season. Uh, the Falcons yeah. are not picking up the fifth year option, so it sounds like they've yeah they're putting all they've their eggs in one basket. But that basket is uh, Calvin. It's very so. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's 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 made out of very very stern stuff. It's not going to break your eggs. Don't worry. So yeah, I guess that's that's the direction they're going. And I mean. There's not much more to say on it. Cal Pitts is, is heading to a team that, that will use him and he might he might end up being a first round tight end pick that actually works out well because they don't have a good uh, reputation for being No, being much they cop. don't. Uh, uh, but I think this is I think this is definitely one of the ones that will. Um the Falcons are very pass heavy. I think that's gonna continue. I'm expecting and hoping Matt Ryan has a good season, and I think Pitts is going to be a massive part of that. It'll be good to watch him, for sure. So the next one up is Jamar Chase, uh, who has been selected by the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I do. I love this pick. I think if if Burrow comes back and is fully healthy, um, I think Chase is going to have an absolutely amazing year. He could even find himself as Burrow's number one option. Up until the injury, Burrow was leading the league in pass attempts. So I think if that continues, splitting the ball between Chase, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins, I think they've got a, a hell of a wide receiver trio there. Um, and I think Chase probably will come out on top of that pile in terms of in terms of targets. I mean, as long as that leaves some space for Mixon, uh, I'll be I'll be more than happy <laughs> with that. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. I think I think it's a great pick for them, and they they're starting to look quite uh, quite threatening now. The Bengals, I think, as long as they keep strengthening that O line and protecting Joe yeah. Burrow from horrendous season-ending injuries, then yeah, they they are probably going to be quite a frightening team to come up against. Which will be good. It'll be a nice change because they've not, they've not really had this sort of ferocity of tigers for, for for some time. So it'll be it'll be good to see that change. Yeah, completely agree. They haven't been good in some time. I am obviously moving on from Andy Dalton to Burrow. I think was very needed. Uh, you know, Dalton hasn't hasn't done the best in the playoffs. And I think if they keep building around Burrow, keep him protected, and if he stays off the off the injury report, I think we we could see them with a fairly strong team over the next few years. So moving on, pick number six, uh, the Miami Dolphins selected Jalen Waddle, which is an interesting pick, because I believe he used to play with Tua Tagovailoa. He did. Um, yeah, very interesting pick. I do love the pick, and I really do like Tua as well at the Dolphins. I think they did have a fantastic draft, one of the better drafts, I think, trying to surround Tua with weapons. Um, like you said, they've already played together. 11 of his 20 touchdowns came over 50 plus yards, which I thought was a pretty crazy stat. 
Yeah. Um, and I think if Tua can improve on last season, tends to be very accurate anyway. Um, and I think he could have a, a good rookie year and then hopefully with the chemistry, develop as two as number one option. Yeah, I, I'm quite excited about that that particular selection. And I mean, I didn't have Jalen Waddle on my list uh, last week of the top three prospects, but I think given where he's wound up, he's he I, he might well be <laughs> he might well be one of my top targets. It th- there's a lot to be said, I think, about having that prior relationship with a quarterback and playing yeah. with them before. You know, you, you're used to how they work, and I mean. Two has had some time to grow into the NFL, and he he will have changed. Well, he'll have improved. Um, so he will not be the exact same player, but definitely having that previous chemistry is just you can't understate how how that will affect the team. So I think that that instantly with that chemistry just elevates him, in my opinion. So yes, yeah, completely agree. Pick. And and also it's. You wonder how much of a chat um, they had with Tua before they made that pick and whether, you know, how much input he had. But it's good to see that they're looking to kind of nurture those relationships and, and they care about the quarterback having those that, that kind of familiarity because as we've as we've sort of seen in with other quarterbacks, if if the franchise doesn't care for you enough, thinking of, you know, the big the big name at the minute, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, if if you generate that kind of dissent amongst the troops, so to speak it's not going to work out well for the franchise in the end. So I think it's a good early start for Tua, seeing that his the franchise he's married to is looking out for him and does care about his past and and also his future. Yeah, that's that's it. They're showing faith in him early, I think, uh, making a selection like this. Um, like you said, the Aaron Rodgers situation is, is one that baffles me. Um, I just can't understand why, with a player of his talent... Uh, they haven't done more to support him. You know, when you look at the last 11 selections or whatever, and it's been one offensive player in the first round, and it was Jordan Love, that just seems crazy to me. So a pick like this, only into his second year, really shows how how much the Dolphins, I think, are, are backing him and think he is going to be the future of the Dolphins. Exactly. I'm hoping that we have some Packers representatives out there listening to the podcast who are we're taking notes right now so they don't repeat the same mistake in future (laughs) Uh, yeah so i think that summarizes uh pick number six very well so we'll head on down now to pick number 10 i believe is the next fancy relevant player which is Devontae smith chosen by the philadelphia eagles yeah i mean i'm i think this one is a bit of a weird one i'm I'm very happy the eagles the eagles took him he's a fantastic player i think he's only going to make the team better um, I must admit, obviously, Hurts in his second year, I'm not sure how much he's going to improve. But an issue for me last year was he was only completing 52% of his passes. You know, as much heart and stuff as he showed, 52% isn't a great number. Um, I think that will probably improve. But I'm not expecting Smith to, you know, go off like he did last season in his last year at Alabama straight away. I think he'll probably get a few big plays throughout the season but I'm not expecting him of the receivers that have been taken to have the best year as a rookie um, just because I think Hurts is still growing into the role. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I think going to uh, a franchise with a a young, somewhat inexperienced quarterback is, is going to hurt any receiver. Yeah. And, and as you say, I think Hurts has shown flashes of brilliance. Um, that the, There have been some games where I've watched him and thought, wow, you know, if, if he was this consistent, if he could do this all the time, he would be pretty exceptional. But 
he still needs to grow into that role, I think. And with time, he probably will. So he's he's another one, I guess, Devontae Smith, who is going to be somebody who sits on your bench for a year, maybe two, until he gets his chance to shine. Uh, hopefully that will be with uh, the Eagles, but who knows? He might end up moving to, to somewhere else at some point in his future um, where he's maybe better suited so we'll see but yeah I, th- I do think going to a quarterback like Hurts does hurt his value exactly I was trying to think of a word other than hurt given <laughs> which used Hurts <laughs> but I mean there wasn't there wasn't much available for me there so there we go um, <laughs> it hurts him pardon that one um, we'll move on swiftly <laughs> to the number 11th pick uh, which was the Chicago Bears going for Justin Fields which I think is a fantastic pick it is, you're right. It's a fantastic pick. They Obviously, they traded up to, to get him at, uh, at 11. The Bears quarterback situation, it's it's no secret that it's been a bit of a, a car crash for the last few years, you know, with, you know, Trubisky and, and Falls, and now they've got Dalton. You know, they were briefly in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. Um, and now, yeah, you know, they've made a move. They've got their guy. We both had fields at our number two quarterback in this rookie class. Um um, so I think the Bears have got a good one uh, in fields. Again, we're not sure when he's when he's going to start, uh, whether they'll start the year with him straight away. I don't think they will, um, but he's that type of player that can start straight away. So uh, I think it's a fantastic pick. I'm definitely going to be looking at him at five if he's still there in our draft, and I think the Bears have got a really good one. Yeah, I agree. I have not much else to elaborate on, to be honest, I think. There's no chance I would be able to draft him at number ten. So <laughs> I'm not going to definitely not. About it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Bears have got a great guy in Justin Fields, and and I really hope it works out for them because as much as I am a Vikings fan, I, it 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 is sometimes painful to watch the Bears, and and it, it would be nice <laughs> for them to to have, have a quarterback they can all rally behind. So yeah, I I think he's he's gone to a good spot. And I I don't think it's going to take too long for him to climb the ranks to to their QB one. To be honest, I can Agreed. see him, I can see him <laughs> out there this season. Maybe it'll take a few games, but I mean, why why not give him the experience um, while you can? You know, get him out there. So yeah, great great pick by the Bears. I think for Justin Fields. So we move on now. I think it's to number fifteen, uh, which is yes, the it is. Patriots who chose Mac Jones, who was Mac my Jones. special mention last week as a non-top three quarterback, but somebody who I envisage going somewhere and doing some good. So he's wound up with the Patriots, which I mean, you can't ask for a better situation from for him, really, given that he's probably going to be taking over that that spot ahead of Cam Newton before too long. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I wrote in my in my notes. I think yeah, he was my he was my number four quarterback just behind um, Trey Lance. Um, I think the Patriots taking him has only improved his stock in my eyes because obviously Belichick's an absolute genius. For my sake in Dynasty, I hope he doesn't overtake Cam Newton too soon because I do have Cam Newton, but I think. <laughs> I think given Newton's play last season, I think Newton will start week one. But I think given that they could fight for a, perhaps a wild card spot, I think maybe they turn to Jones, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, the only thing I'd say is the Patriots, although they've added the two tight ends, I still don't really rate their offensive weapons too highly. Yeah. Um, especially at receiver. Um, I know they they brought in Aguilar, uh, Jacoby Myers came on a little bit, but I still don't rate them too highly. 
Um, so fantastic pick, and I think Mac Jones is is in the perfect spot to succeed at the Patriots. Yeah, I agree, and yeah, I think he's 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 landed quite well on his feet. Um, I know that he stated that he was hoping the Patriots would pick him, but that's probably what everybody says when the team picks. Yeah, him. <laughs> um, but no, he he does seem to fit that particular um, sort of position within their organization. So I do think he'll do well. You mentioned Aguilar there, though, and I just get cold sweats when I hear that name because I remember drafting him off the waiver wire last year on the week that he just he got zero. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, was, it was painful because he'd done so well the week before. So <laughs> hit or miss, I guess. Um, but yeah, Mac Jones is, at the Patriots is, is definitely going to be one to watch. And I do feel like his name is going to be passed around a little bit more before our own draft now. Whereas before, I was quite certain I'd be able to draft him at number 10. Not entirely sure he'll still be there now. Yeah. So number 20 in the 2021 draft was the New York Giants, who chose Kadarius, I hope I pronounced that right, Tony. I'm pretty sure that's spot on. Uh, you've nailed that. Um, yeah, I think this this was a good pick for the Giants. I think he's, you know, he's very athletic. He played quarterback in high school and was actually recruited just as an athlete, um, which says it all. Obviously, wow. then transitioned to receiver. And he had a fantastic year last year. Um, Urban Meyer, actually, the Jacksonville coach, said he was good to miss out on him. Um, obviously, they tipped, took Eddie in a few places later, as we'll discuss. But I think it's a fantastic pick for them, especially to go with uh, Kenny Golladay, who they previously added. Um, again, it just comes back to the issue of, of Daniel Jones, really, um, who I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of. I hope he does take a step forward and stops throwing interceptions and fumbling and falling over. Um, if that's the case, I think Tony probably has a has a decent a decent first year, but we will wait and see on that. Yeah, I've, I mean, Daniel Jones is, is an interesting quarterback to go to because, as you say, he's, he's not the most reliable at, at getting the ball to where it needs to go. And I think one of his biggest issues is just the rate that, at which he fumbled. Yeah, because um, I, uh, you know, even a couple of years ago when he when he first started, he was just I think he was the worst in the league for just dropping the ball <laughs> in opportune times. If he can keep training on that, you know, you can you can train someone to to have better hands. So, and if he calms down a little, he always looks like a deer in headlights to me. So he he seems to panic quite a lot, and I think if he can. If he can retain a level of cool, you know, he's got a huge weapon in Golladay, and I'm hoping he uses Golladay because I have him on my team. Um, but also now having Tony join the team as well, as you say, he's he's got the weapons now. He just needs to be able to prove that he can use them. So I think the uh, the ball is very much, uh, ironically, in uh, in the hands of Daniel Jones for now. And hopefully he just is able to, to pass it to the right players at the right time. Hopefully the the players who are wearing the same kit as he is. Um, so <laughs> next up, <laughs> we move on to the 24th pick, which was an interesting one. So this is the Pittsburgh Steelers who drafted Najee Harris. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love this pick. Um, the Steelers were pretty awful running the ball last year. I think they were they were dead last as a team in total rush yards. Obviously not helped through injuries, granted. Um, but I think Harris comes in starts week one um he can pass pass catch out the backfield which is perfect they do have an issue bit of an issue at offensive line i think um which may need to be addressed but i'm expecting him to come in week one 
and have a pretty decent rookie year. Obviously, they've still got Big Ben at quarterback, which I think can't go on for too much longer. But I they think Harris. Could... Sorry to interrupt, but I think they've basically known that Big Ben is this is Big Ben on his <laughs> way out, so they've just given him Le'Veon Bell back, basically, haven't they? Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. He's he's a hell of a pass catcher and a hell of a runner. He had an incredible season last year uh, with the twenty three touchdowns. I think he, he he comes in week one, starts, and I think he probably finishes the year as probably a top 15 fantasy running back I would put my money on. I can't argue with that. I agree completely. He's, he's, the Steelers is such a good team for him to go to, I think, because he is so good. He was our, you know, he was our number one selection. Yep. And to be drafted 24th, you know, that's, it's a good way, good way down for, for a guy yeah, who is... he slipped longer team. than I thought. Yeah. So the Steelers, really, they, they looked out, I think, by getting him. And I definitely would be playing him very quickly if if uh, if I landed him in this draft, which, as I keep saying, I probably you will not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, next one is a number twenty fifth overall pick, which is the Jaguars again. And as we've as we've just discussed previously, this is Travis Etienne who went over to the Jags, former teammate of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so it's a great partnership right out of the gates. Yeah, um, I, I do. I do like this pick um, for the Jags. Obviously, like we discussed earlier, chemistry with Lawrence straight away is fantastic. On the other hand, as an owner of James Robinson, this does annoy me somewhat. Yes. Um, I'm very worried it will eat into Robinson's carries. Hopefully, Etienne just comes in on third down and does a little bit of pass catching work. Um, otherwise, I will be very annoyed. But I think if we're looking at it as an impartial, I think Etienne. Although he will do some work, I think because it looks like the Jags are going to go backfield by committee with Robinson, Hyde and Day in, I think it's probably going to be a bit of a nightmare week to week trying to decipher who to start on that backfield. It reminds me of the Ravens last year. That was utterly horrendous. But Dobbins is starting to rise to the position that he was always promised, which is uh, good news for me. Uh, But no, I I agree. I think he's, he's a somewhat risky pick for that reason. You're not going to be able to rely on him to to be the the primary running back yeah. all of the time. So it's, but he might grow into that position. You know, with with the chemistry that he has with Trevor Lawrence, that will push him up in the rankings just because he probably plays better with him than anyone else. It's it's that safety blanket as well for Lawrence. So yeah. who knows uh, where Etienne will will end up on the rankings? But I definitely think Najee Harris will have a much better season than Etienne yeah. will this year. Without a sure. doubt. And then the final uh, fancy relevant pick, I guess, in the first round that I have here is the number 27th pick, which was the Baltimore Ravens, and they selected Rashad Bateman. Yeah, um, I, I think he is, looking at the college tape, he is sort of a, a true number one receiver. The Ravens obviously were dead last throwing the ball last season, but that is, that is just sort of how they play. You know, Jackson's legs plus the running backs by committee, that is just how they play the game. But I think his skill set, I think he will probably come in and sort of challenge Hollywood Brown for that number one role. So yeah. I think he's he is probably going to be worth a pickup, I think. Really outside of Andrews and Hollywood, um, Bateman is coming in there to a pretty good situation. So although they don't pass the ball much, I think Bateman could see some action this season pretty early on. 
I think the Ravens needed that as well. I think they need to have more strength at wide receiver so that yeah. Jackson does have options and it's not as obvious that he is just going to tuck and run because it's kind of, that's just his thing now, you know. He doesn't yeah. wait long enough to, to look around to to find a, a second or third receiver if his first isn't open. He just He just runs it because he's that good. But if you have someone like Bateman who's stepping into the fold, to compliment, you know, Brown is excellent with those long balls. Whereas, you know, if you've got Bateman who can be more of a complimentary guy to come in a bit closer and, and allow Jackson to, to actually throw for a change, then it's only going to improve the Ravens' offense, which, you know, they're a, they, they are a very good team. and it, They have such power at running back. Wide receiver is where they, they, they need, needed to strengthen this uh, this year, which is what they've done. So I think... I I think Bateman is going to do all right this year. To be honest, I would I would definitely like to draft him if I could. Yeah, and I think I mean I think picking at ten you might have a chance, but I think the you know if the Ravens improve passing on top of the run game, I think that that offense is going to be pretty terrifying next year. So I think Bateman as part of that offense, I think is is going to do very very well. So that was all I had for round one, unless I've missed anything. No, no, that's exactly Which... the same as me. Yeah, so I guess obviously there were a lot of other good players who were drafted in subsequent rounds. So, any special mentions from you? Yeah, I think I had. Um, obviously, last week I mentioned um, Elijah Moore as my as my third receiver, sort of the the slot receiver who was drafted in the second round by the Jets. Um, I I still I still would would take a later sort of late round pick on him. I think as a slot receiver, I, I think he could help Zach Wilson in his first year. Yeah. Um, although again, going to the Jets, that has sort of um, dropped him a little bit down in my rankings, but I think he could still be worth a worth a shout. I have also got Javante Williams um, written down as well. Um, as a Broncos fan, I, I was very happy we traded up to get him. I, um, <laughs> I think the uh, the one two punch of of Williams and Melvin Gordon, I think to start the season. Um, I think he's going to be fantastic, and then I think some ways down the road, maybe you know next season, season after, whenever, I think Williams just solidifies and takes that number one role from Gordon. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that pick. Um, I'd stayed up to watch live, and I remember texting you about it, and you seemed you seemed pretty thrilled at the time. So yeah, I, I agree. I think having Williams in the fold is uh, is a, is a good move for the Broncos. And if they get Aaron Rodgers as well, I mean, it's it's a good year to be I, a Broncos fan. I, right? I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it. It's it's all I've been thinking about. I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it. Could um, I'm hoping we've got a plan. Um, obviously, I was pretty good. We didn't we didn't take Fields to be honest at nine. Very happy we got the cornerback, best cornerback in the draft. But I'm hoping we've got a plan to to land Rodgers. Brilliant. So I've I've got a couple of others to mention. I guess more more from a personal perspective and also uh, from our fellow player Rohan's perspective <laughs> number 64 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, selected Kyle Trask who Rohan being a Buccaneers and a Florida Gators fan yeah. he couldn't have asked for a better perfect. better selection there so I think you know training behind Tom Brady the best quarterback to have played the game Trask is he's not in a bad spot to start his NFL career is he at the, at the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, learning under Brady for one, two, who knows, with Brady maybe three years is is only going to be a good situation. 
Um, and like you mentioned with Rohan, I'd, I'd be shocked if at some point in this draft he, he doesn't take him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a question as to whether somebody else will take him. And I mean, for any uh, any astute thinkers, you, you might want to take... Uh, Mr. Trask, just as the uh, <laughs> to use as a bargaining chip in the old trading, but no one will be that cruel to Rohan, surely. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so, the last sort of special mention I have, being a Vikings fan, is that number sixty-six, the the Vikings selected Callan Mond, a quarterback, which I thought was quite an interesting move, really, um, mm. especially because. You know, the, there's been a lot of faith that's been placed in Kirk Cousins' hands. Uh, the, the establishment seems to really like him, but they still went ahead and selected Mont, which which does make me think, are they trying to, to future-proof, or are they trying to maybe G Cousins up to, to play a little better with the threat of a sort of young young buck who might yeah. assume his position? I think I think it's definitely a, a little bit of both. Um, I think... Cousins, as as we discussed last week, I, I'm not being the biggest fan of. The fact that he's the QB 11 last year still astounds me. Um, <laughs> but his his record in 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 big games speaks for itself, and I think hopefully a, a young gun coming in to perform, giving Cousins that threat of perhaps losing his job, hopefully you know spurs him on a little bit, and hopefully the Vikings can get back to back to winning ways. Yeah, I hope so. He's, he seems like a different player to, to Cousins as well, which is probably another reason why he was chosen. But, you know, he, he didn't do so bad uh, last year. I think he, uh, yeah, he led Texas A&M to a, a 9-1 record, um, which, you know, it's nothing to be sniffed at. I think his loss was against Alabama, who obviously went on to be yep. national champion. So it's, uh, yeah, it's quite a shrewd pick, I think. I'd, I'd not really done any research into Callan Mond, I must admit, before he was selected. But after reading up on him, I think the Vikings made the right choice there. And if it makes Cousins better, it was worth the pick, in my opinion. Everybody wins then, don't they? <laughs> Everyone wins, exactly. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's the draft, I guess, unless there's anybody else you'd like to mention. No, no, I think that's that's pretty pretty much summed up all the all the major picks. Um, obviously, there will be plenty more going in our dynasty draft, um, but we'll um, we'll discuss all those at a later date, I guess. That sounds good. Okay, so let's move on to our own draft forecast. How do you think? How do you think things have changed? Shall we head through each player's pick, see who we think they're going to choose based upon where the players ended up? Yes, that sounds that sounds very good to me. So we'll start off with our dear pal Sam, who, as we know, is choosing first. And I don't think any of us have changed our minds that he's probably going for Trevor Lawrence. Um, no, I think looking at Sam's team, as we discussed last last week, he does have some some strong points. But I think if he's thinking long term, which I think Dynasty, you've got to think long term. He, he's got to take Lawrence and, and just build for the future, I think. Yeah, it would make sense. Do you not think perhaps Najee Harris would be a good choice for him, given the situation that he's going to find himself in and and the need for a decent set of running backs for Sam? I think I think Harris would be would be a fantastic pick, and I think would help him this year perhaps more than Lawrence would. But I think if Sam's thinking you know playoffs every year, I think Lawrence is is still the pick. Well, I will not press that point any further because I think you're probably going to be right. Uh, so pick number two, James. 
who who would you go for at number two now, given the situation? I think I think James is an interesting one because he's got he's got so many players coming back from injury. I think he's pretty I think he's pretty set at quarterback now that Prescott is back. So I don't think he will go for say Lance or perhaps Fields. Yeah. Uh, I think I think probably running back is where I would lean if I was James. Whether he's got a preference on you know Harris Etienne. Or Williams, I couldn't say, but I think running back is probably the shout for James, given that he's got Saquon Barkley, then pretty much no one. Yeah, I think it would be a a logical choice for him to make, to be fair. So moving on to number three, which would have been Kieran, but was traded to Rohan. Well, (laughs) are we going to change our minds on it being carpets? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I think unless unless James pulls a blinder and drafts pits as well, uh, on top of his... On top of George Kittle, I think this pick is always going to be Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't dispute that either. I think I think Rohan's rubbing his hands together and just waiting for that to, to fall into his lap. But as we said on the last episode, I, I do think if he was playing more with his head, perhaps a, a quarterback would be a, a more, a more sensible, sensible option for him yeah. in the long term. <laughs> but I guess he could, he could maybe wait and risk a, a later round pick for, for Kyle Trask, given... Uh, given his affinity for him, especially as his QB1 is Tom Brady and he's going to have to be replaced at some point. It makes logical sense that Rohan has his backup on his bench. Yeah, I think that's probably what we're going to see. Um, Pitts is going to help massively now. Trask hopefully will be the QB1 in the future. Or if Brady gets injured, maybe he'll get some game time earlier than he thought, than, earlier than we think. Yeah, and I mean, he's not going to have any problems for weapons once he steps up into the limelight, is he? No, the bu- the books are ridiculously loaded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. So after after Rohan's pick at number three, we move on to Tom's pick. Tom has finally got a a name for his team. It's Unpaid Bills, which I absolutely adore. I think it's a fantastic name. Uh, so Tom Tom is number four. What position do you think Tom's going for? I think uh, as we spoke about last week, quarterback. Best one-two punch in the league with Allen and, and Herbert, so don't think he'll go there. Running back, not so strong outside the top two, so possibly if there is still one of the top three available, maybe. But I think if I was Tom, I'd I'd rather go for say Jamar Chase or or, or even Smith or even Waddle at, Waddle at this point. Yeah, a, a good wide receiver would would work well. I think I'd be leaning more on the running back personally, just because. If you take a look at Tom's start starting lineup, his flex positions do lean heavily on wide receiver. So they do. it might be it might be nice to have, have running back in there just, just for squad depth if if nothing else. But yeah, I think Tom Tom has a big choice to make here because arguably there are a lot of good picks left for him. Uh, it's just up to him to choose the person who's gonna grow to become the next big thing, I guess. Exactly. Um, which is no easy thing to do at this point. Everything's just conjecture. So next up is yourself. <laughs> well, I, I won't give too much away. Um, <laughs> wise, wise. But I think if I'm thinking logically, I think obviously Lawrence will be gone. Harris will probably be gone. Maybe one of the other two top three quarterbacks will be gone. I think I'm quite happy here to take probably whoever the best receiver is on the board. Because yeah. I think I'll get more use out of, say... Jamar Chase or Waddle this season than I would say by picking 
Travis Etienne up or Javante Williams, given that they'll both be sharing the backfield with others. Yeah, I'll not press you any further as I know that you <laughs> probably keep your cards close to your chest there. So we'll move on to pick number seven, which is Lewis. Yeah, I think Lewis is is a very tough one because, as we discussed last week, he is relying heavily on Carson Wentz now that Deshaun Watson is having some off-the-field issues. Uh, I think if there is still a quarterback available at this point, for example, Fields or Lance, he could go that way and hope they get some action perhaps earlier than, than say, next season. Yeah. Or he could just load up this season, go all in on Carson Wentz, and just stack up whoever's the best the best offensive player uh, at that time. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Lewis is going to be somewhat um, somewhat panicked uh, by the prospect of losing his yeah. <laughs> So, And I don't think Wentz necessarily scratches that itch. So, he's, I mean, he's getting McCaffrey back, which is going to obviously be a nice boost to his morale. But he's got to go quarterback in my eyes, surely. I can't see him going for anything else. Yeah, he has to. Wentz really? is not good. No. But maybe <laughs> maybe a change of scenery will, will work. Maybe the Colts is, is where he needed to be. I mean, Lewis is a Colts fan. It's a match made in heaven. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to pick number eight, which is Alex. Alex. Yeah, I think Alex, as we discussed last week, I, I don't particularly rate his, his quarterbacks. I think Burrow is, is fantastic, I think, but we just don't know what he's going to be like coming back from, from injury. Yeah. But I think if I was Alex at this point, I think Alex is happy with his quarterbacks. So I think Alex will probably go for um, perhaps the best receiver on the board at the time, I think. Yeah, I, I think receiver would be a good move for him, to be sure. Yeah. If you look, he's got he's got Adams, Devante Adams, best one of the best receivers in the league. T Higgins had a really good year as well. Um, he's got Christian Kirk, which is a Christian Kirk down. Yeah, it's so. a bit of a drop off. So if he can get Smith or or Waddle or someone else at that pick, I think he'd be very happy to take them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so that's number eight. So number nine is Elliot, who, as we expressed last week, much to our own uh, displeasure, has probably got the strongest first team in the league at the moment uh, he doesn't need to draft anyone does he he could just he could just let me go next <laughs> if he wanted to yeah I don't even I don't even really want to talk about this too much because he can literally pick anyone he wants and still probably comfortably finish in the top three during the regular season um, I guess he's... the question to ask then is do you think he's going to pick anybody that he would slot into his starting lineup or do you think there isn't anybody left at this point that would be good enough to take a position I think there's I think at this point there's no one left that would take a starting position it would be bench filler or you know a bye week addition if need be or an injury filler I think at this point yeah I agree. purely add in depth which which is an interesting position to be in for Elliot because it means he has to think about it more from a, a longevity perspective rather than a an instant plaster, I guess, to, to yeah. fill in a hole in the roster. He does he needs to think who is going to be good in the long term, which, you know, is quite an enviable position. And then finally it'll be me at number ten. I think given the haze of who will have been picked before in the first nine picks, I've no idea who will be left. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've I was dead set on the fact that I really wanted a new quarterback, 
Um, yep. But I'm willing to give Baker Mayfield a chance, I think. Maybe it'd be good to have another quarterback to add some depth. But I'm not as upset about Mayfield as I was after after reflecting on the fact that he is a QB2. I mean, it, it would be nice to get some more depth at maybe wide receiver for me. I've got Kenny Golladay and, and Stefan Diggs who are my starters and you know they're not they're not old necessarily but they're not the youngest. I think it's it's the position where I have more older players. My running backs are all pretty young so I'm happy to let them grow into their positions a little bit more. So I'll probably be leaning wide receiver I think but it depends who's there at the time. So we'll see. Yeah, I I agree agree with that. I think wide receiver is definitely one to look at for you. I, I like Mayfield. I think you're in a pretty good spot with Mahomes and Mayfield at one and two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't dispute that I'm really happy with Mahomes. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good one to be in. So I guess some news from us. We have now scheduled in a draft day for our own league, which is the 6th of June, 6 p.m. UK time. So that's when we'll all be getting ready to, to make our selections. And after that, will probably be our our next podcast uh, that will reflect on on the choices we've made. Although we have got plans to come back with a podcast for for those listeners who might not know fantasy football uh, all too well. Um, so we'll we'll put together a bit of a, a bit of a package that will go through all of the key things to know if you were wanting to join a league or start your own league. Um, we'll just give you some advice uh, from our own experiences to how best to get into the sport and especially from my perspective having only recently fallen in love with it um i know the way i got into it so i I guess i'll share my well i suppose i fell into it i didn't really i never i never really intended to uh to throw myself into it as i did i just sort of stumbled into the into the uh, sort of adoration of it so i'll i'll go through that yeah so that that'll be where we take ourselves next time uh any final words from you jack before we before we sign off uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks to everyone who listened to the first episode. I know me and Connor are absolutely loving loving doing this. We're excited to draft and get the next episode out there. Um, yeah, can't wait for next time. Yeah, I'll second that. We've we've had quite a good reception of quite a few different people listening to us from... Well, well we've had some US listeners as of this very moment, <laughs> which is very exciting. Uh, listening to two two Brits <laughs> yammer on about their sport. I hope I hope that they've found it amusing if nothing else. But yeah, it's, it's been a great it's been a great reception and, and we're both very flattered by it. So thank you very much. If you want to have a look at the teams in more detail, um, we are posting to social media on Instagram and Facebook, which you can find at Podcast Interference and I believe Instagram is podcast underscore interference. So you can have a have an actual look at everybody's teams as they roll out if you're interested. We will be looking to post any trades on social media as well, so you can keep up with the comings and goings of the league through social media and not necessarily rely on us telling you about it each each podcast episode because that would get very difficult, especially when especially when it comes to the regular season where we'll be hoping to release an episode a week. So we've got all that to look forward to this year. So yes, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Hey!